Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet. Your eyes open and your mind out there, way out there, turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Conversation About the Men, where my guest is Youngblood. I hope you enjoy this episode. So the first thing that I want to say is, can I call you Dominic? You can call me, you can call me Dominic if you, it's what my mum calls me when I'm naughty, but yeah, you can. Is that going to like trigger you and you're going to feel like you've done something it's wrong? I'm kind of interviewing triggered a bit today. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Good. Then we'll do that. I'll call you Dominic. I love it. I'm down. I understand you just did three shows on Sunset Strip, which is fucking crazy. What on earth possessed you to do three shows on the strip in one night? Um... I don't know. I think I just wanted a moment. Like, I uh, I love chaos. I love chaos in the name of love. You know what I mean? I was always into it. I was always... I grew up on bands like The Clash, The Damned, Joy Division. I think it was always about culture for bands like that and what how they affected it and how they did things that made people turn their heads. And I don't know, an idea just got suggested. I was like, what what about you play three shows in one night? And I was like, right then, okay, I'm down to do that. But I literally want to walk across the street in between the shows and change the gear and carry the drum kits and take the crowd from one venue with me. So you were your own roadie as well? Basically, I was carrying my guitar and then carrying... I just wanted it to just be real and yeah. nuts and crazy and unhinged. I think that's what I really get a kick out of. You know what I mean? I think... Because now in my life, I loved rock and roll music. I've always loved rock and roll music. I got brought up on it. I was brought up on Iggy and Oasis and 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 the Stones and Madonna, and it all felt so real and so just like authentic. Authentic, man. I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like how does your music last over time? I think in a world of trends and. And uh, where everything is so kind of here one minute, then gone the next, like time and, and what it does to culture and what it does to people is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I think like a, a night like that, it felt like we were bringing something into the world that hadn't necessarily been there before. And I think like you can't really say that a lot nowadays. You can't. I was thinking that when I when I when you were speaking, I was thinking, how often is it that you have an experience that that someone hasn't done before you know it's so rare everything's been done and so to have that moment when I was watching video footage of how people were responding to that I just thought it's just so epic and like you said chaotic as well 
I just love it, man. I love chaos. It's kind of everything I represent. It's like chaos in the name of love. I always say that. Like I've got like two black art tattoos on my finger, on my middle fingers, which is like that defiant love, that that love and that def- like defiant uh, fight that you have to get to 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 obtain love nowadays. You know what I mean? I think I, I wanted to start this thing. There's a difference between defiance for the sake of defiance. And I think that feels very different to defiance with the objective of love. Fully. I think, I think, I think that's what kind of why rock and roll and punk rock feels so different now. Cause when it first came around in the seventies, it was literally like an anti-fascist um, riot against an oppressive government, an oppressive monarchy. And I think now it's like people are defiant because they want to be loved and they want to be accepted. I think when I first started writing music and, 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 and finding Youngblood, it was a, it was on the a crash of a, of a generational wave where it was like six months before I kind of started to break in a bird commas whatever that means it was like people were saying you can't sing about politics you can't sing about sexuality you can't dress like that you can't wear that. why why who who gave you those oh, messages it was hilarious it was everyone in the industry everyone that kind of came across me in music was 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 a little bit frightened of me and i've, I've always kind of carried that with me because i think people don't don't really like the truth, do they? You know what I mean? No, they don't. They don't. And they do try to oppress and silence people who do speak up for the truth. But let me ask you a question. So people were afraid because you were not adhering to those principles and those rules, which is just like, shut up. And what did they want you to be? Oh, dude, I think I think a lot. It's it's so interesting. A, biggest, a big misconception around me and my community is that it's all kind of thought up in a boardroom and it's like you're like some construction of like yeah, a simon cowell band or something construction of something when it's so oh, okay I, I it would be so beautiful for people to see what actually happens on a day even on a daily basis now with me you know i mean i think it's always it's always coming from me and my best mates and i remember in the early days it was like you have to adhere to relationships to be seen anywhere. And the thing that was beautiful, I think, and, and I was excited to come around artists like Lil Peep and Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X, artists like that, and I think myself, we kind of really told that mentality to fuck off because it was almost like the press couldn't break us, the press couldn't stop us, the press, we didn't have to do anything. All we had to do was look into an iPhone and tell the truth. I think what happened to me was when I started to put up my iPhone and go, hello, I don't feel heard. I don't feel like I have the right to talk. I don't feel like I have the right to be seen. Does anybody else feel like that? And then, bang, it was just... Yeah, because so many people feel like that. They they really genuinely do. What you're talking about is removing the middleman of the press, being able to create the narrative about you. And once you were like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not adhering to that narrative. I'm going to speak to people directly and be who I am. That is when people discovered the truth of who you are. And that's when it, it went. It's, it, yeah, it it's so exploded, crazy right? what's, what's wild to kind of talk about, which I don't really talk about a lot. It's like, a narrative that's written by another person about me is almost more damaging to me than actually kind of n- knowing me, which almost works the way around because you find artists through narrative, a narrative and, and a trend and a, and a thing. It's almost like people always all, have always like said, oh, Youngblood's a punk or Youngblood's a thing. It's like, well, I've never said or ever tried to, do anything other than just be me and encourage other people to be themselves. So it's a really interesting thing. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, don't, don't call me anything. Just please just tell people to come to my show because then they'll figure it out for themselves. You know what I mean? I think, or see it live or come see the community. I think that's the most interesting part. I read that you were diagnosed with ADHD and, you know, I'm very familiar with that. Traditional school 
does not know what to do with brains that are hyper-focused on one thing. And they think they, they try to drill it into you. There's something fucked up and wrong about you when actually it's brilliant. It's beautiful. It allows you to learn and become like obsessed with something and master it and be super passionate about something. And there's so many misconceptions about ADHD. And I'm wondering how it was for you growing up with it. And what did the school system do with you? It's so bizarre to compartmentalize a human being. Right? I just think it's such a crazy thing. I still don't understand it. And that's why I almost believe artistically that's why I'm here. I want to make devote my art to making people feel, if they've ever felt boxed or put into one place that they don't have to adhere to an, a, a man-made idea that doesn't mean anything anyway. You know what I'm saying? But you why? know why it is though. You know why people do it? So that they can, so that they can have some kind of notion control. of control. Absolutely. And I think like, I always say, I met, I remember meeting a young kid in a meet and greet and his name was Ruben in London when we were, we were doing a signing and he was young and he, and he looked, he, you know what I mean? He had the pinstripes on and looked exactly like me. His parents, like he was struggling through school and everyone, he was hyperactive and everyone didn't understand the way he dressed and didn't understand the way he was. And it was so crazy for me because I was so tired. I've been do promoting the album and then something just smacks you in the face like that and you look at someone who is literally almost a reflection of you as you were. Um, and, and this conversation in my life wasn't had and mm. it was almost like a mental moment. And I remember looking at him and I was like, they are, they are terrified of your individuality. They are terrified of your imagination. They're, they're, they're terrified of, people don't like things they don't understand or don't, don't have a sense of control over. I think the thing about it is I find it fascinating to meet somebody I don't understand. I find it. Oh my God, so do I, I live for it. I love I, it. You know what I mean? To meet someone who's completely uh, thinks in a different way to me. That's why I love collaborating with artists or having a conversation with people because I'm like, how the hell did you get from there to there? It's like, fascinating, would, isn't I, it? That's I, I how we learn. I would have gone a completely different way. I would have gone a completely different route. And I was just, I just said to, some, to him, I just said to someone like that, I was like, it's, I promise you, it will be all right in the end because what they will teach you through, they will teach you so much through their ignorance. You will learn so much through, through ignorance. You know what I mean? Oh, but you know, and that's so beautiful. You probably changed the course of his life that he got to have that conversation with you and that somebody, somebody saw him and recognized him and said, hey, I see you, I value you. The, the trick is, is that culture hopefully doesn't do such a fucking number on that kid that he'll make it through to the other side. Yeah, because it was so funny because he kind of changed the course of mine because that woke me up and went, oh, I kind of had a cuddle with me when I was 13 inside myself through that conversation, you know what I mean? Oh. That's what I love about music. That's what I love about Youngblood. That's what I wanted it to be about. It was never about have it like from the beginning having it records or or just like me song on the radio it was always I was always so much more interested in finding people and almost being something and being a community that people didn't understand instantly that that, that would live with you and, and 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 get bigger and bigger and bigger and well that's what's happening yeah but did wild. you I can imagine that maybe as a kid, you did not have that. Were your parents supportive? It was interesting because my old man had a guitar shop. You know what I mean? So I literally would go into the shop and play play songs and, and my mum- You just picked it up and learned or did I he teach you? Guitar. I just, my dad don't play guitar, which is crazy. You know what I mean? My dad's but you had a guitar shop. My dad had a guitar shop, but he's obsessed with him. It's so weird. He like, you, you give me dad a guitar and he's like, knows what year it was made, what color it is, how many drugs have been sniffed off it, whatever, you know, <laughs> I mean, she knows everything about it, but he's never played it. And I was really into that playing interesting. it. And my mum was always, my um, mum loved me wearing makeup and dyeing my hair. And it was almost the world didn't 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, so interesting, it, yeah. While it was almost school or a youth leader or the, the, the government. But then like... Especially in Doncaster. We're not yeah. talking about anywhere. We're talking about Doncaster. That's what I'm saying. It was so weird. Like Doncaster's like, I don't know, for people in America or... Yeah, what's the equivalent? Boise or... Nebraska, Boise, Idaho, yeah. Nebraska or something like that. And it was uh, it was so crazy because, I don't know, I think I had I had a level of expression, but I, I grew up in a family business and it was really turbulent in my house. So they let me be who I was. What do you mean it was turbulent? It was turbulent. There was a little, like, I, I, you know what I mean? There was a little bit of a, like, quite a bit of domestic abuse and all that stuff, you know what I mean, growing up. So it was like... From your mum to your dad or your dad to your mum? between both of them you know what I mean I right think it was a lot of rage yeah quite a lot of, of anger but also a lot of love so when I explain my story often one often one goes with the other one the doesn't thing. cancel out the other it, it was so bizarre and it gave me such a crazy relationship with love and I think I think kind of my story is quite on paper hard to understand but actually in real life it's the most relatable because you know what I'm saying? On paper, it's like not a glamorized story of it was violent and it was unsupportive. And the pain was went hand in hand with love. And that that was a concoction of confusion my whole life. And that's why I wrote music. You know what I mean? And, and you uh, also could pick relation, love relationships where that feels very normal to you. By the way, I know Jessie Jo, your girlfriend, since she's one year old. And I spoke to her last night when I realized that, that actually you were dating Jesse, I sent her a text at 11 o'clock last night, like Jesse, I think I'm, I'm interviewing your boyfriend tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I wonder how that does play out for you in relationships. When I met Jesse, I think, I I think she's just so real. She is. She's she's the real deal. She's legit. She's authentic. You know what I mean? Just authentic. And I think kind of, she always says she sees a lot of that in me. So I think she's really good with me because I am a million people in one day and I'm a million moods and ADHD as fuck and quite traumatized. Yet she's so grounded and almost is like an all seeing eye. Whereas I see nothing 360. I see completely right in front of my eyes, but my head moves. Whereas mm. she sees all around her, but her head stays still. So it really. Well, that's a really interesting analogy, actually. And it, it's true. Like, if you grew up in chaos, um, which so many of us did, I did too. Um, and I have that interesting relationship to love that is both, you know, extremely destructive and also super loving and passionate, but also has that very chaotic, you know, violent background too. Um, when you partner up with someone that doesn't have that, um, it's really interesting to see like, oh, people that don't come from trauma have a whole different experience of love, you know, and I, I found it really grounding to have that actually. Yeah, it, uh, I just think she's she's just so real and so pragmatic and so honest, you know what I mean? And it's like, because she's she, she's, she knows herself. Mm. You know I mean, there's no insecurity, you know what I mean? There, I mean, there isn't obviously there all there isn't all of us, but she's strong as fuck emotionally, and it's 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 pretty wild, you know what I mean? I um I saw something you posted that said that you love hot moms, um, yes. which by the way, thank you. Of course, I, I identify as a hot mom. You are, a hot mom. yeah, thank you. I'm all about the milf, so <laughs> I was really excited when I saw that. That milk shape um, down, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So where did that come from, that you love hot moms? Um, I, to, to be honest, what's crazy, I've always I've always dated all the women. I don't know why. Really? Why is I, that? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty crazy. I, I, I actually don't, I haven't really thought about it. I just have done that, you know what I mean? Um, I just think maybe an emotional maturity that I can learn from. I think I love, you know what I mean? I love, I love women. I love learning from women. Women know everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa. Oh, I'm so pleased you know that. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm so pleased that you know that. Emotional depth that's just like, oh my God, I have to steal this. I have to know this. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just love conversations with 
with women. I always had a lot more girlfriends than I had boyfriends. You know what I mean? Mm, I can see that. Both in my sexuality too as well. You know what I mean? I've had a couple of everything, but like, I don't know. I, I, I really connected deeply with, with femininity and, and, and I don't know, emotional depth. I love emotional people because I'm really empathetic as well. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. So when I was researching you, I read that you had struggled with depression and I wanted yeah. to talk to you. Are you comfortable if I ask you some questions about this? Awesome, man. Absolutely. All right, cool. So you had said that at one point you had felt suicidal in your life. Yeah. And um, I wanted to say that I'm really sorry that you had that experience. And yet I'm sure that when you were facing the abyss on the other side of it, you learned so much about yourself. Would that be yeah. accurate? 
it's so crazy. It's like literally when you have that, I was saying this last night, it was like when you get that feeling of what would it be like if I wasn't here? You learn so much about yourself. And I um, I write about it. It's, it's, it's a lot in my music. I've always thought, what would it be like if I'm not here? And I think I, I thought it more and more the kind of, the bigger I got, you know, I mean, as an artist, if you like, I just think when the world, I think the subculture of Youngblood got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. The uh, community that was so f- profoundly founded on love and acceptance and beauty bled into a, a mainstream that when the eye comes on you, that's when hate starts to permeate it and 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 a, and and a, almost like a. A question. It gets projected onto you. Yeah, it gets projected onto an an innocent thing. It's 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 always easy to prey on the innocent because it's unstained and it won't fight back because it doesn't know how to yet. You know, what I mean, I think with this album, like when everything gets a little bit bit stained, you learn how to combat it. And I almost was like, I look at artists like Mac Miller and, and Lil Peep as incredible artists for my generation who taught me so much about myself and about my ideas of the world. And they didn't make it. And it, it, as an artist, it leads you to believe like, well, what if I wasn't here? Would people see past the, the, the surface level perception of what I may be? Would people fall into, to my world and, maybe understand what I had to give to the world. You know what I mean? And I know it's a stupid thought, but that was, that was a, a it's not a stupid thought. thought. It's, it's not at all, but I'm, I'm just wondering how did you pull yourself? How did you move out of that space into, and I'm assuming, and I haven't even asked you about how your mental health is today, but I'm assuming it's in a different place. Yeah. I think like I always kick the bear, the bear's biting me. I'm going to fucking bite it back. I'm going to bite it right on the air. Just, always have felt like that you know what I mean I think when I have something to kick against even if that's myself I work better than ever it's survivor yeah. instinct it's yeah, like it's, no you are not gonna fuck me up I'm gonna fucking take you down and get through it I spoke to me I spoke to a therapist about that and they said well, you've grown up in turbulence your whole life so you thrive in a in a war zone you thrive in a you were uh, you thrive in a chaotic a, environment chaotic conflict in- yeah, you know, I mean, you 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 thrive in conflict, and um, it's pretty pretty crazy and pretty weird. But like, no, I understand it. That's how I am too. I mean, I, think like I do really well in a crisis. It, it really motivates me. It gets me moving forward. So, do you do you continue with therapy? Yeah, I always think like it's important to talk about it. That's what I say. I always say that the thing that helped me was being able to express myself and talk about my feelings and talk about the way I am, you know, and, and the way I, the way I, I think every time you talk, you learn as you talk, like, I've said some things today that I've never said before, and I'm, will t- take with me, I think if you talk without filter, without censorship, and you can find someone, you can do that to, who's completely neutral, and is not going to judge you, I think you can it's, just, it, it just, it's it, the it, most freeing thing. Yeah. It's the most freeing thing. It's such an incredible thing to be able to do, to be able to share the truth of who you are with someone that doesn't judge you at all. I was actually really interested to to read that you talked um, in an interview with Attitude magazine in 2019 and another time in 2020 about being pansexual and polyamorous. And I wanted to talk to you a bit about that. Um, so what does it mean to to you to be sexually fluid? I just think um, it's not about, I think it's all about a person for me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I fall in love with, I think that's what love's about. I think, and I think love should allow your partner or people you meet to change. I think love should be about your sexuality mm. changing if you want it to as well. I just think there should be no barriers. I think you just love whatever you love that's that's the thing for me i'm so attracted to people it doesn't i don't mind if what, what star got. sign are you leo 
Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, it's like I, I love whatever they got, even if they want to change. I think. It's By the like, way, that's the biggest gift you can give anyone because people get in a relationship and they don't want them to change. There's a, there's a, something I read that you said about olives that I fucking loved. Uh, what right? I love it so much. You said you've got to lose yourself in a load of people to figure out who you are sexually. Fuck me, bruv. Two years ago, I fucking hated olives. Now I love olives. That's what I'm saying. I, lo I loved it so much. I swear to God, that was, bruv, honestly, I did. I just didn't fucking like olives. I was like, anywhere. Not my vibe, you know what I mean? Put them in my fucking drink. Ew, put them on a pizza. Ew, put them on a fucking bar. Ew. That's how I, I feel about olives. But then I ate more olives, and I'm like, I oh, fucking love olives. <laughs> Now, but, if I'm at an Italian restaurant, someone brings a fucking olive out, I'm like, yes. But this quote was in relation to sexuality, which I thought was yeah. really honest and beautiful. So were you, was that, can you give me what that, 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 that was it. It was like, when, like, right, if people teach you the sky is green your whole life, you're going to think it's green until you think, realize for yourself that it's blue. Of course. You know what I mean? I came from a place where sexuality was ridiculed, Right. So I wasn't even... Or, or, or maybe heterosexual sexuality was what was supported and anything outside it. of that was ridiculed. Yeah, that, that was it. It was like heterosexual sexuality was like, that's what you are. And then if you kind of like someone like me was like looking around going, oh, maybe I could do that. Maybe that that could... Mm, uh, mm, oh, whoa. And then you... Mm, I loved Lou Reed and I loved Bowie and I loved, I loved Jagger and I loved Gaga and I loved Madonna. And it was all this... I loved artists who were sexual. I loved sex. I loved the idea of communication and... Communication and, through sex as yeah, well. The expression yeah. and and I loved sex. And then I went down to London and left the small town and I, I had this freeing experience where I was allowed to kind of experiment and try and realise that love and understanding between people is one of the most beautiful things in the world. And I think it's cool as fuck. And literally like that idea of don't knock it till you try it, I think is like, is, is literally, a, is literally amazing. I love sensation. I love sensation when it comes to food, when it comes to stage, when it comes to sex, I love feeling. And I don't think feeling should be, censored i think it should be and not binary and not not again again going back to the beginning of our conversation people make things binary and put them in a box so they can understand and control it absolutely i think like i think it's gonna it's move i think there's been a very big sexual revolution you know what i mean in terms of gender identity and and sex that is moving really quickly you know what i mean and i think a lot of people are frightened to kind of be like align with that idea because you can be wrong about something or someone a week after you were right about it but mm. I think as long as you mean it with love and as long as you are willing to understand people you know what I mean will not well, you won't get burnt for it. You know I mean? I think that's why I like fucking cancel culture. It makes me laugh. You know what I mean? Um, why? I just think it's a, I think it's a foundation built on ignorance as well as it is. And talk about control. Control. Oh my God. At the end of the day, it's like, for example, if you've done something wrong, fuck you. But if you make a mistake, that's like an honest mistake in terms of love, don't drag someone for it. You're just as bad as fucking, the people who deserve to be fucking cancelled. And by the way, how the fuck is anyone going to learn about anything without making mistakes? That's how Absolutely. we learn. Absolutely. And I, it, it, fucks, it, it fucks me off that it's like, that it's like people are terrified to make a mistake now. It just like, I'm like, shut up, man. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's like, and I've almost played into it now. I'm like, fucking come and cancel me then because you just sound like a twat. You just sound like an idiot, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I get turned on by playing into a, a narrative that, again, the bear's trying to fucking bite me, so I'm going to bite you back, you know what I mean? You know, it's interesting, though. Do you think that, that culture is changing at all? Because we're talking about, like, 
gender not you know more expression of you know what's considered a gender norm we're talking about cancel culture these are things that i think a lot enough people are fed up with binary terms a lot of people are fed up with cancel culture and being you know controlled well, ultimately we're talking about control right and re- removing some of that control do you think that things are shifting in the right direction i think i think the uh I think, yeah, I think everyone's gonna gonna start holding on not as tightly because people bite back. I think like all my friends, like I was literally talking to a makeup artist who was non-binary yesterday, or they 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 are very much they they identify as they because it makes them feel the most comfortable. They're like call, and and my favorite thing about them is to say call me anything. I prefer they, but call me anything because I don't want to adhere to an I uh, to to a, to a an idea of gender but i am comfortable enough that people can ask me or can get it wrong if you get it wrong seven times fuck you because i've told you what it is but if you call me if you if you call me something that i don't want to be called i correct you but i i understand that 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 gender is but a concept so i just think it's like it's you gotta just kind of move, move with it, and and then work, work with work with the people. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I think it, they put it so beautifully yesterday. I was like, hell yeah! You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. and it makes me think about my gender and go, you know what? I, 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 I fucking, I fuck with that. I re- I relate to that because, you know what I mean? I think I love the neutrality of it. I love the kind yeah. Of, and and it's and it's open to it's it's like it's almost like a blank canvas it's like it's just a it's it's permission to be whoever the fuck and whatever the fuck you are that's what i fucked with yesterday when they said that to me they said like the neutrality of it it doesn't have a preconceived notion of how be and that's fucking cool it is it really is Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast, so grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. 
They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Okay, I want to talk to you about lad mentality because I love that, again, that you have said, um, you know, you've spoken about the need to smash the shit out of lad mentality that is so vastly accepted, yeah. uh, which, you know, I am fully on board with. So what aspects of that mentality are you specifically talking about? I think everything. I think, like, my whole life I got, I was always really empathetic. Em- empath- how do you say empathetic I was always empathetic. like emotional you know what I mean and I got ridiculed for that my whole life and again it was only ridiculed at me by fear and I didn't want to be angry at them I wanted to be like yo I know that you like I think a lot of my friends struggle to be emotional and that that is not that is not something that boys are raised in traditional culture yeah, to be they're, think- they're raised to deny their feelings that's what I'm saying. It's a I big think, fucking problem teaching a yeah. whole gender to not feel. Absolutely. I think it's that's what I'm saying. And I wanted to kind of, especially in my music, talk about that and say like, yo, if you are out there and you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling confused, you're feeling angry, you're feeling sad, you're feeling happy, you're feeling it means you're working. It means your body is actually working. It means you're alive. Yeah, you're where you should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you are not you are not an alien. You are exactly, you know what I'm saying? You are exactly beautiful. And even if you are an alien, that's fucking fine too. You know what I mean? It's everything. Like it's, it's, it's that idea. It's, I just think like, and those, that suppression can lead to violence and hate well, it does. It does because those feelings have to go somewhere and they come out sideways. That's what I'm saying. They come out sideways and, cho- and choosing ignorance and choosing hate is something that I want. That's the biggest battle I'm against. I'm, my, my biggest fight is against hate. My biggest fight is against hate of any kind. And I wanted to destroy that. I wanted to say that this mentality that 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 we raise a gender on is fucked up and we need to make a change to it. Well, look, in many ways, the traditional concepts of masculinity have been completely shattered over the last five years. Thank God. But now we've got the task of rebuilding it. Right. It's, well, and, and I think it's really important to have men's voices be loud at this time because if men's voices aren't the ones reconstructing it who the fuck is i I just i think with it all i think it's time for fucking again it's time for everyone to be fucking loud and it's like it's again i think that's what's beautiful in this world like people's vote i wanted through youngblood youngblood gave me a voice youngblood Mm. youngblood is I believe, like, my culture, my movement, just an idea. Youngblood's an idea. That's what my mum was like when, when I first started. She's like, you can't be called that when you're 50. I'm like, yeah, I can because it's actually an idea. Okay, Dominic, I want to talk to you about speaking up. I will say that the Me Too movement has certainly not really had a place, or not had a place. The music industry has not had the cultural reckoning 
that the rest of the world has. I'm still on tour and I still see security picking girls out, the, the cute girls out in the front row. I still see it going on, right? So I love to see that you were throwing a guy out of your concert for shoving a woman. Thank you for doing that. But what are your rules for the road? How do you talk to your band? Do you have a protocol on the road where you're like, hey, here's the rules, everybody? Fully, it's, it's it, there's a massive respect. I, you know, I mean, our tour. Like, what's the young blood rider for being on tour? Our, wise? our, um, our tour manager is a, a feisty fucking Scottish woman who does not love it. Shit, you know, what I mean, it's like it's so important for me to implement that because, like, I don't see shit because when you're on stage, right, as a as a as a singer or an artist or a uh, if you're on stage. My ears are out. My senses, are, my ears are blocked by in ears and music. Yeah. My the venues are so big now. Everyone looks like a blur. There's smoke. There's lights. There's fire. There's everything going on. Yeah, you're in the zone. I'm saying that's like it's it's. I am. I always in my head have. I look out. People see. If you come to my show, I'm always like, stop, push back, stop the song, security, blah blah blah, because that's just the the culture I'm from. You know, what I mean, the shows are a riot, and. I always have to be on high alert because I want everyone to feel safe. It's almost like... you know how many girls get sexually assaulted at concerts? Even stage diving, you know, and like crowd surfing. You've got girls that are getting their asses and their vaginas groped. So Caroline, before every show, and this was amazing because I said I want... My show is a safe space. And I love that kind of Caroline implemented a... Like, almost, like took it upon herself to speak to the security before every show. So they have a security meeting. 30 minutes before doors, I'll do my meet and greet with her. We meet we meet the people um, who, who are in the meet and greet. And then she will go and speak to security and say, this is what we watch for tonight. This is this, 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 and this. And look the people on the barrier in the fucking eye and say, this is what's happening tonight. It's not like you're going to do your security job that you have done yeah, this is how we do it and I want to see you be present and follow yeah. through on what I'm asking you to do absolutely and I always get really angry if if, if I see people on the, but that's the thing it's almost like having a team and, and building a world that everyone does reflects the idea of the brand of Youngblood of the idea around it and they have Everyone's to carry your principles because if something absolutely. fucked up happens at your show, it's on you. You know that's going to get what out. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So, but what about I, backstage after? Like, what about your after shows and your I, band? And do you like sit down with them? All, it's very much family vibes in my show. You know what I'm saying? I think for the for the protection of it, it's like the family of the community is on stage. After we get off stage, it's almost like I don't really. I, I go back to my team my, my guitar techs i've known him since i was 13 the crew are always so like i always make sure everyone's nice and i just be like yo no one comes once the sh no one comes back after the show unless we know them unless everyone's kind of comfortable with it i always say that because the youngblood show is a family and then the youngblood after show is a family too and i think for me i always like to kind of just go on my own look that's how a strokes after show is as well i mean we just came back off of a six-month tour and my husband and i have 15 year old twins um and my son was on tour for, for eight weeks in europe all around america and you know and i was like i was so comforted to know that backstage it is family vibes it's kids, it's family members, it's the closest, nearest and dearest. And I know that that is a safe space for my 15-year-old son to hang out in. But I see a lot of bands on tour when you go into their dressing room and you're like, oh my God, no, this is not okay. <laughs> There's no. young girls in here. Someone need, like, this is not okay. I, I just think what it is, is it's, it's setting a precedent because people, the thing about it is it's like, when you go backstage into, into your thing, people can... Every one of us is a human being, right? So if there's fucking 100 human beings backstage, they have an idea of everything they they want it to be. And things can get mis miscommunicated. Absolutely. It's efficient. It's like, yo, this is who's backstage. Because I don't, for example, I don't want to bring someone backstage. I don't like hurting people. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm always very honest. I think honesty is the fucking best thing. It's like, 
backstage, this is my area, this is for my family, this is my blah, blah, blah. So then no one's going to be like, well, maybe this could happen or maybe that could happen. Or, and, and then it's like, no, it's always really implemented because I want to respect people. I never want to give someone an idea of something that's, that's going to happen and not fulfill that. I had an idea of what could happen. I, I really wanted to get a kind of like coalition of managers and like Live Nation and people like that to create safe spaces at concerts where if girls have like had too much to drink or someone fucking roofied them or their friend is worried about them or whatever it is, they have a safe space to go to yeah. at concerts where they can be protected and they can make a phone call to someone to come get them or whatever it is, whatever it is they need, they, they can, That's, they feel in danger. I wanted to, I wanted to do that. The beautiful thing where you go, yeah, where you go up to, um, where you go up to the bar as well and say that if you've been uncomfortable, what do you ask for? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's like Amanda. I think a, a bar thing you ask for. That's my you, name. <laughs> that's what's correct. No, but I think it's the same. I think it's something like that. You ask for um, a name at the bar, which means I am uncomfortable. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that's that beautiful? That's, that's the thing. And, and we're always, we're, we're like literally... For example, everything means a lot to me at my shows. Like I put gender neutral toilets in, in venues that sometimes don't abide. And if they don't fucking do it, I ain't playing. You know what I mean? It's always those ideas at my shows that like, if you ask for Amanda at the bar, you're uncomfortable or you've, you've gone through something. If, if you, if you don't identify um, with a gender, there's a place for you to go. I always want people to feel like I can, be utterly myself but utterly myself at a Youngwood gig I just really appreciate and recognize the work that you're doing to create a space of acceptance um all right so we've talked about so many things um I've really enjoyed my time with you thank you thank you for having me man I love that infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.